It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Leiter. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. So Daryl has uh, now settled down a little bit. His blood pressure. Are you back to normal? I just want to make sure. Oh, I, oh and then I normal. There's there is no normal for me. All right, can we talk about something positive for like thirty <laughs> seconds here? I have thirty seconds of positive. Is there something positive? Oh, Amari Cooper. That, well, that was positive. No, Nick Chubb. Nick, hang on, Nick Chubb, who struggled. I mean, we ended up with nineteen yards today. Nick Chubb and Miles Garrett will host Feed the Need at Town Hall on Tuesday. It's a great event. Uh, they do a fantastic job of giving back to the community. So that's Tuesday coming up at Town Hall. So, you know, uh, this is uh, as bad as it feels on the football field. This is a reason to give thanks and uh, and, and try to help out some folks that need some help. So, Daryl, what, what I'm going to make you, I'm forcing you right now because you're in the heat of uh, – <laughs> uh, talking about this team right now tell me something you are thankful for um tell did me. i get to do this podcast three times a week with you oh daryl that is so so kind so kind. only only seven more games left in this season <laughs> Well, we know what the storylines are going to be moving forward. This week, it's Tom Brady, and then after that, it's Deshaun Watson. I mean, it's pretty cut and dry for what we'll see over the next couple of weeks. And uh, the the I think the hard part is, you know, Browns fans are Browns fans, but keeping their interest for a full 60 minutes isn't going to be easy after Deshaun Watson starts the season. After, you, you know, you go to Houston, that'd be a nightmare if he doesn't win in Houston because they're not playing good football there. They'll win that one. I'm I'm I I'll call my shot right now. They're going to beat the Texans. I don't know how well Deshaun's going to play. They'll beat the Texans. I don't know if they beat the Bengals again. I don't know if they beat the Ravens again. They should beat the Saints. The Saints, as much as I love the Saints, they're terrible this year. It's not their year. Uh, the Commanders are a, a pain in the side, so that's going to be somewhat problematic. And well, the Steelers are still the Steelers. So I I see at least two more wins. They're, they're going to get to five. I feel good about them getting to five. I don't feel so great about them getting beyond five, especially if they lose next week to uh, 
Tom Brady and the struggling Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But yeah, this, this, and, and the other factor though, Andy too, is, is the fact that a lot of these games are on the road, like they'll come home, host Tampa Bay, but of the six games that Deshaun Watson has to start for, those are on the road. And let's be honest about it. Based on what he was accused of in a very public fashion in civil court, I don't think that those are going to be very friendly environments for him to play football in. And there's the human out. I mean, it'll be great if he can have the earmuffs on or earplug, you know what I'm saying, and, and tune that kind of stuff out. But let's be honest about it. There's the human element here. He is a human being and stuff like that. So uh, that that's part of this whole thing, too, is he's got to play a lot of road games. He only has two home games, the Ravens and the Saints. Hmm. Daryl, when you when we look at the rest of the season now, too, because I I mean, obviously you're looking into the future mode at this point at three and seven. Um, oh, yeah. is, is, it a, is, is it a race for the entire staff to say, I want to be on the if you want to still be here? Um, <laughs> if is it a race to say I took the bus home from Pittsburgh at the end of the season? Is that really what this has become? I don't we've think we've, we've been here before. That's I, I know, but I don't see, I don't think they're going to make a change. I think he come. I think they come back for year four. There'll be some sort of change. I mean, there's just, I just don't see the Haslam's coming back with uh, the same coordinators, same head coach. Do you, I put nothing past them. They've been craving stability for the longest time. And I understand it. I just, but Daryl, it's it's one thing to be stable. Like it, like if you were in the Bills position where they what they had lost all their games by a combined total of eight points. It's one thing yeah. to have stability when you see progress. The problem now is I don't know that anyone's seeing progress. And you know, I, can you be content with what you're seeing? I think it makes everyone in the room uncomfortable. And I think everybody knows this is the NFL, and everybody starts looking around the room going man, you know, I think we're going in the wrong direction or how do we fix this? And if we don't, uh-oh, it's the NFL. I just, I, I think that they're fooling themselves. I, I, I do. Um, again, Stefanski is 8-15 and 15 since starting 14-6 and six as head coach. They basically pinned last season's failure on Baker Mayfield. That was their big excuse, right? Defense finished the season strong. Baker sucked down the stretch, hurt or not, you know probably lost the segment of the locker room and that. So we made the changes we made, right? Blow out the quarterback room, make the blockbuster trade. You bring in Jacoby Brissett to keep the, the seat warm in the hope that when he come, when Watson's allowed to play football, you're in the thick of things and Deshaun Watson steps on the field and he basically carries your home down the stretch. Right. Yeah. And they're just, they're, they're just too good to be this bad, Andy. Like that's the whole premise of my anti-Stefanski argument right now. This team has way too much talent to be this bad. And it means that whatever the coaches are doing are not registering with the talent that they have. Again, in microcosm, I mentioned it earlier, late in the first half, Stefan Diggs lines up in the uh, next to Josh Allen to his right in the backfield. Boom. Browns call timeout. They go talk it over. Okay. Smart move. Hey, unique look. Let's make sure we got this right so we don't mess it up. And then what do they do? Next snap, they mess it up. Diggs comes out of the slot, goes right across the middle to the left. There isn't anyone within 
77 inches of snow from <laughs> Stefan Diggs. And he catches a wide open touchdown. And that just completely flipped the game on its head. It gave it gave the Bills the lead, and Buffalo never looked back. And that like that it's just inexcusable to come out of a timeout after setting everything up, right? That's what you're supposed to do in a timeout. It's it's the same thing to me as if you call timeout in basketball, you set up a play and you turn it over, right? Things like I just it's little details like that. The fact that they can't even block for a field goal. I onside kicks, I can't really hold that against them, even though Yeah, but the field goal thing is is super interesting because it's happened before. Like how is this happening in a game this multiple times? Andy, prior to this season, I can't remember the last time I saw a field goal get blocked, and I've seen three of them already this year, okay? It's inex- absolutely inexcusable um, to have it happen once, let alone now happen three times. So, again, it's just regression in just about everything except, except the offense. I mean, the offense wasn't great today. And penalties – they got beat pretty good in the trenches. Let's be honest about it. This is the second straight week. Ethan Although they Posick, did lose, they lost Ethan Posick. I, know I was just about, about to mention that, yeah. Ethan yeah. Posick losing him to a knee injury. Hopefully it's nothing serious. He has to have an MRI. Hopefully that's nothing serious. Yelda Froholt came in, did the best he could do. Unfortunately, guess what happened? He had a uh, fumbled center snap exchange. And it caught, ended up costing you three points. I mean, that's the, that's the only thing positive I have to say about the Browns defense is that they held the Bills to six field goals. I think Jeremiah Jeremiah Wusukomo didn't play a bad game today. I mean, he was oh. hustling. He was playing hard. I mean, I can't question that. I thought he played, you know. I don't, This is not an issue, Andy, of guys playing hard or guys trying. Again, we've, we've talked about this. I will, never, right. I will never sit here and say that I don't think players aren't trying because I think that's disrespectful to their profession. I, I will never go down the, the, the E-hole, the effort hole. Uh, I will, though go down the execution hole over and over and over again because they're they're not executing. They are not detailed. Honest to goodness, if Eric Mangini was the coach of this team, Andy, and we know what a pain in the butt he was just to deal with on a day-in, day-out basis and how many fires that he started on his own and could have put out on his own and he just refused to, he was almost, his own worst enemy. But if Eric Mangini was coaching this team right now, without question, they'd be 7-3. and three eight and two because he, because he ran, he ran a disciplined team. Remember when he took over the Browns, they were the worst penalized, most undisciplined team in the NFL. And in year one, they went from the most penalized to, I believe they were one of the least penalized in one year. And I recognize they didn't win. I think they won nine games, his two years, eight or nine games, his two years here. Didn't win a lot but they were disciplined. They had attention to detail. Their problem was they had a talent deficiency. That was their problem. Well, he brought in all those old vets, but right. still, you know, you all got the, the most all the, ex, all the ex-Jets, all the ex-Patriots, but yeah. they were disciplined. They were detail-oriented, and this team is not disciplined. They're not detail-oriented, and we see it week in and week out. Defense and special teams, it rears its ugly head, and occasionally it pops up on offense, and unfortunately, Andy, when it pops up on offense, it always seems to happen like at the worst time, right? All right. You know what I mean? But it's but again, in defense of Kevin Stefanski as an offensive coordinator and play caller, 
They're, they've been pretty successful on that side of the ball. They score a lot of points. They put a lot of drives together, et cetera, et cetera. But again, Stefanski's not an offensive coordinator. Like I, I would have no complaints in the world if he was the Browns offensive coordinator, none whatsoever. In fact, I'd probably say, hey, you should be in line to be a head coach at some point. But because he's the head coach and two of his three units are failing miserably on epic levels, he he has to wear that. He has to carry that burden. You're the head as coach. He would say, as he would say, it's on me. It's yeah. on me. Yeah. And he's right. It is. So, you know, and, and you know, the the reason I brought out the Harvard, the Ivy League stuff and that, because that's all we've heard we've heard about through the like the rebuild process is you know that intellectual th- which I'm all for. Don't get I'm all for trying to outsmart the opponents. 100 percent Any piece of data that can give the Browns an advantage, I'm all for. But again, my point is, is when have you seen that, Andy? pay dividends for the Cleveland Browns. Where has that intelligence, right? Where, where you tell me, where has that benefited the Cleveland Browns? You are what your record says you are. You are three and seven and you can't outsmart anybody. And we've talked about this for years. It's like, I think because the Browns have struggled so much, we always say, why do we have to be the smartest guy in the room? Why can't we just go out there and play football? Why do we, uh, you know, go for it on third and one when that didn't work, go for it on fourth and one. Although I, they had success with it, but I do think those were big turning points in the game. Daryl, you know the greatest part about this? We're, d- we're, we're done. We don't have to talk. And we get to, t- no, we get to talk about this again <laughs> on Tuesday morning when you join us for the next edition of It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. Thank you, Daryl. Good show today, my friend. Oh, it was a lot of fun. All right, we'll do it again on Tuesday. For our producer, Meredith Kane, thank you. Outstanding job. It's always game day in Cleveland. If you want to be a part of the show, hit us up on Twitter or Instagram. And we're wondering if Twitter's going to be around by the end of the week, but that's another story for another day. It's supposed to be uh, already. It's not going anywhere. It that's just, a good point. It just might be a thousand times more toxic than it used to be. All right, I'll buy into that too. And everyone's <laughs> a little toxic after losing to the Bills too. So I was... Uh, you know, I apologize for being toxic today. I was you toxic. Weren't toxic. You were being a, what I think probably a majority of Browns fans are feeling today. And I think you expressed it. And I think a lot of people will appreciate you for that as well. All right. He's Daryl. I'm Andy. Thank you, Meredith Kane, for a great job producing today. It's always game day. In-